You're listening to Nothing Required, and I'm your host, Sarah Ann Rogers. This podcast is specifically crafted for the woman from whom life requires a lot. And if that's you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My deepest hope is that you walk away from this podcast feeling encouraged, seen, and a little bit more light wherever you are in your life. I know that you must be carrying so much. You might be carrying a lot of people's lives as well. So I hope that this really just meets you where you are, helps you take a deep breath, and for just a few minutes that you can feel that nothing is required from you here and now. Now I would love to connect with you. You can find my website at sarahannrogers.com. You may also email me at hello at sarahannrogers. I would love to hear from you for a couple of different reasons. First, I'm really interested in getting to know you guys. And second, I have made the decision that for the time being, I am taking a long, long, possibly permanent hiatus from social media. The only sad part is that I won't be able to connect with you guys there, but this does open up a great opportunity to connect with you more interpersonally and more over email. I also have a newsletter that you may sign up for at sarahannrogers.com. At the end of this episode and every episode, we have a mini meditation that you can take with you for the rest of your week. This is truly just to help us focus in on one truth. For again, if you are a woman from whom life requires a lot, carrying lots and lots and lots of truths right now might be difficult, but one is always doable. So without further ado, let's get started. I can be a little bit of an extremist when it comes to identifying with one thing or another. For example, at the beginning of this pandemic, I made sure to declare to myself and my friends and my family that having all my children do their schooling from home was a surefire confirmation that I would never homeschool them voluntarily. Well, here I am almost a year later, and I am fully homeschooling completely from our own curriculum, and it is incredibly voluntary. It's really almost or definitely comical when I think about it. But this is not the first time that I have picked sides of something and um, changed it and regretted it later. The past few years, a lot of my personal inner work has been to get better at holding tensions And since I figure that I will quite possibly or quite definitely address this idea of holding tensions a lot going forward, I thought it might be a good thing to explain in one of these earlier episodes. Now, God is amazing at holding tensions. He's both full of love and justice. He is a comforter and a corrector. He asks for obedience, but he also created us with free will. We are the ones who have to grapple with this idea of tension, but it's good to see that things don't have to be one thing or another. Multiple things can be true at once. 
Innately, I know that we know that this is, of course, true. We can be so happy about a newborn baby and get so sad about how tired or overwhelmed we are. We can lose someone and carry both love and grief with us. Maybe we're better at holding these bigger, more obvious tensions, or maybe those are just the ones we discuss more often. But there are some quieter tensions that, if left unacknowledged, can can plague us, can stop us from growing, can stop us from healing, and they can stop us from being really honest with ourselves and the people in our lives. So I'm going to take some time and share some of the tensions that I have had to work on holding with open hands. The first, I can want to get better at something and still not despise my past or current self. I'm going to say it again. I can want to get better at something and still not despise my past or current self. Having children has helped me understand this a little bit. I certainly want them to grow and improve. Any mother will understand this. I don't want 15-year-olds throwing books at me when they're angry or 18-year-olds throwing tantrums on the floor when they don't get their way. We do want them to improve and mature. But I really do honestly love them right now as they are. Accepting this myself, accepting that God loves me as I am and still has plans for me to grow and mature has been quite a journey, even though it sounds so easy and practical. But again, we know that God holds these tensions better than we do. That is such a good landing place when we're grappling. Another tension, I can be disappointed in somebody or some situation without letting bitterness take over. Because I've often been afraid of bitterness, I've also feared discouragement. That's an incredibly frustrating stance to take when life has natural discouragements along the way. As we all know, Things do not turn out the way that we always plan. People do not always treat us the way they hope they will, or even the way we treat them. Again, not only to think about motherhood, but that is certainly an unbalanced relationship, at least for the first probably 20, 30 years of life. Yet bitterness is a choice. Disappointment isn't. I am learning that I can meet disappointment, experience it, and by the grace of God, grieve and move forward. Bitter feelings don't have to exist with hurt feelings. Here's one tension I've had to learn this last year, one many of us had to hold, I'm sure. It says this, I can be both exhausted by my life and grateful for it. I have had more physically taxing seasons in my life, including my three pregnancies, but the mental and emotional drain of 2020 was, well, very real. I know it wasn't just me because I encountered it in almost every conversation I had with every person I spoke with. But do you know what else I encountered? I encountered a lot of thankfulness for the slower pace, and not just in myself. There was more margin for so many people. 
there was a hope that kind of creeped up on us that we could do the hard things. And then there was the sense of accomplishment that came when we did. For example, homeschooling, working from home, having to order our groceries or go to places with masks on and masks on all of our children. We were able to do these hard things. We got quieter in some ways and we found new ways to live in community. We baked more bread and we saw more of our own spaces. I certainly did. I rearranged every single room in my small house, the house whose walls I sometimes despised and often thanked God for. See again? Tension. And finally, one of the most difficult tensions for me to accept and one of the most freeing as things these things do often go hand in hand was this i can be both insecure and honest about it again i'll repeat this one because it means so much to me and my life i can be insecure and honest about it the tension of insecurity and brutal honesty has been one that has taken a lot of work, counseling, and processing in prayer to accept. I'll probably spend many more words on insecurity in this podcast and in my other writing spaces because it's so very prevalent in our lives. But accepting that it's there has helped me overcome it way more than turning my attention away in denial. Telling someone when I was feeling insecure whether in the exact moment or later, as I whispered it to my husband before sleep, shook some of the hold it had on me. Insecurity is not our identity, even if it does try to disguise itself as such. But it is normal to encounter insecurity, and it's possible to find freedom from it. I think of this honesty as a form of confession, which we know is helpful in community and helpful before God. Insecurity itself tells us to keep things under wraps, but confessing it in safety and in honesty brings grace to our lives and often growth and movement away from that insecurity that's trying to hold us back. Wherever you are right now, it's almost certain that you are needing to hold something in tension. Are you avoiding it by being extreme in one direction or the other? For example, saying that you're completely fine or that everything is falling apart. One good exercise is to pay attention to your self-talk. I'm always and forever going to be a proponent for journaling. For when we see what we are thinking written out on paper, we're able to comment on it for ourselves. We can see the arenas in which we could become more gracious for ourselves or maybe more gracious on others, and we can start to hold the tensions of life. And God, who holds all things, is always able to help us. I would love to hear, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, what kind of tensions are you holding? Please do go to my website or email me. I am 100% serious. I would love to hear your personal stories, the tensions that you are holding, and ways that we can maybe hold them and confess them together.
It's time for our weekly mini meditation. Of course, the meditation corresponds with each week's podcast, and it's something that you can take with you as you go. Here's how it works. I'm going to repeat it a couple of times with a little bit of space between the repetitions. It's just one phrase, and we're going to say it so that it can hopefully settle into you and become more true to you. Also, we're going to take just a minute, hopefully, to let you release the things that are stressing you and the tensions that you are holding and receive truth and comfort and grace. All right, without further ado, let's get started. This episode's mini meditation is this. With God's help and open hands, I can hold the tensions of life with grace. Now, as always, I want you to take a deep breath, maybe even noticing the tensions that you're carrying in your own self right now, whether it be emotional or physical. And as you exhale, release these tensions before God. He is able to hold all things. He is not overwhelmed. So as we repeat this meditation one more time, focus and carry this one truth with you into your life. With God's help and open hands, I can hold the tensions of life with grace. And you can 